episode number whatever it is. You don't even know what episode it is. That was... No, no, I, I'm just I'm not supposed to keep track of this shit. All right, well let's. Uh, well, well then I'll tell you what episode it is. This is the Enemy Slime Podcast. It would be episode number two hundred and twenty-six. Uh, All right. I'm your usual host, Jared, and today I'm joined by Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Now I know the number. And I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Get me my eggnog, boy. And, <laughs> and this is our holiday. Well, I mean, and, and what says the holiday like uh, like video games, right? Like, I mean, you got Christmas where you get video games and then you have everything leading up to Christmas where you also get video games. Really, it's just, it's just video games, I think. Um, and actually, I think speaking of buying shit, uh, we may as well start with this. Uh, and I think actually, uh, if you want to lead into a discussion on Smash Brothers, we can start with some of the carefully crafted PR that Nintendo put out today um, because they very proudly proclaimed, this is one, this is one of those things where you've got, uh, it's just good marketing. Uh, but okay, can, can, can I guess? It's, yeah. It's where they very proudly proclaimed that they're going to sue Soldier Boy. No, that's not the one. Uh, uh, they have. Uh, they're putting both sets. No, that wouldn't that be something too? Um, I I think that uh, actually I'm I'm curious about DLC, but we can circle back to that. But no, their 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 proud statistic is uh, what is it? Uh, the that uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate has been the fastest selling uh, game in the series, and I believe their phrasing is. Let's see, fastest selling Nintendo Switch game of all time, but also fastest selling game in the series. Okay, yeah. So uh, they sold three million copies in eleven days, which which is pretty Very good. Nice. GTA numbers. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then they also tied that into hardware. Uh, they're they're taunt they're, they're touting that the Switch is the fastest selling home console. Uh, that number they're only listing as being in the United States, but uh, they're saying from uh, March to now they've sold 8.7 million units uh, just in the U.S. alone. Which I don't is... believe it. I've seen I've seen a ton of people with with switches. It doesn't even come close to touching like the PlayStation that has like 87 million units worldwide. Um, well, but yeah, but that's like the. Just so like a full time. And so that's what I'm getting at with like with like good good marketing statistics because they they found a way to be number one uh, by by uh, instead talking about how quickly it's sold. So that's the the methodology. Um, so what you need to do is so, uh, you want to let them finish, but let them know that the PS2 is the best selling console of all time. That's true. Uh, I don't remember what the PS2 landed with. How many units did it move? I don't know, like... 50 quadrillion. Yeah, it was. it was. I remember they were still selling it a couple of years ago in Latin America. Actually, let's see. So the last time they even were, like, keeping track, they said it was uh, 158 million. Yeah. Uh, worldwide. So basically double what the PlayStation 4 uh, has sold. Hey, I I, I, I have a, a, a... Speaking of, like, Nintendo being able to sell us things... Um, <laughs> I have a note and then I have a comment. So I guess there's no secret by now, right, that um, Persona 5's Joker is going to be one of the uh, fighter DLCs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why um, I bought the fucking DLC too. And, and they announced it the day that they released the game, which was genius because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Give me the DLC too. Because I was already there buying it. 
Yeah, I, that's that. That's actually what happened with me too. I, I wasn't interested in the game, and then I saw Joker, that sexy, sexy asshole, and I'm like, I need to get this. Um, I am very much hoping. Like some people act like this is a foregone conclusion. I'm not sure it is anymore, but people are acting like it's just a conclusion that we're going to get a Joker amiibo, and um, uh, I would love a fucking Joker amiibo. I would do. I would love like five Joker amiibos and. I would do an, <clears throat> an unboxing on all the Joker Amiibo. See, seeing as how all my unboxings are only on either Persona 5 or Amiibos, a Joker Amiibo would just oh, be like the be height. the ultimate unboxing. <laughs> it would be the ultimate unboxing, the height of my Amiibo career. But there's no Amiibo, uh, jo- Joker Amiibo announcement yet. I will say that you can at least buy a custom-made Bowsette Amiibo on Etsy. For uh, no, no $55. <laughs> well, actually, it looks like... Oh, uh, that was a glue that holds it together. So, uh, the Joker Amiibo, they actually, there's a mock-up of it already. Oh, really? Uh, here, I'll send it in the chat. Wait, where is the chat? Fucking Skype, man. It's killing me. <laughs> there it is. Alright, there you go. Uh, so, there, uh, it's ready to go. Oh, uh, boo. Oh yeah, there you go. That's that. That's him, all right. It's looking pretty. Let me put. Let me put the the uh, golf golf clap reaction that we got like, instead of a usable interface. See, see, this is like um, this is like the most inappropriate Joker you can find too, because I'm pretty sure his final smash in the game would shooting be shooting you uh, in the spine, shooting you in the spine, stripping you naked, taking pictures of you. And then using those pictures to, uh, to to terrify and blackmail your father. Part of me wants to explain the joke At least it's for, not for the people who can't see the picture, but I, I think it's almost better if we just let them figure it out. So <laughs> you you figure if you know, it out. If you know what it is, um, you're cool. Send, send us an email at uh, contact.animistime.com and uh, I don't know, we'll send you a picture of, uh, I don't know, whatever. Something cool. Okay. Of Jared's dogs. No. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> one of them's named Kirby, and Kirby is actually the hero of Smash Brothers, saving yeah, his. I wonder why. Saving his Smash brethren, you could say. His uh, Smash Brothers, would you say? Yes, his, Are his they Smash super? Brothers in arms. So, look, I, so I said I had a question and a comment. Um, I, thought, or, uh, I said I, I said I had a comment and a question. Uh-huh. So, this is the first. The Switch is the first time I'm actually able to use my Amiibos. I was getting them before I had a Nintendo console. I switched. I skipped the Wii U, as uh-huh. people know. Um, and I've only used Amiibo so far um, in Splatoon. I actually only used one Amiibo in Splatoon to get me swag. And now I'm using them in... Um, in Smash Brothers, and I I can't use I can't use the uh, the inkling in, in Smash Brothers unless I wanted to overwrite what I did in Splatoon, which is weird to me and all that. But what? there's there's enough other ones I could use, and I I just want to ask this is like a serious question: What is the point of it? The like, uh, the figure players have a different AI um, than the standard one, okay. and so. Um, as you use them, uh, they level up, and they're supposed to. And I don't know that they've ever like explicitly said how exactly this works, but they're supposed to 
learn like based off what they fight and who they fight and, and adapt to your strategies more than more than like I said, like the traditional AI would. Um, so is it supposed to evolve into like a unique challenge for me then when I fight them? Yeah, that's kind of the idea. Um, or okay. if you made them fight like uh, each other, which that's literally what some people do is they just get like four figure characters in the game and let them go to town and sit back and watch. And I, I, I'm not sure how you derive enjoyment from that, but someone out there is, <laughs> is doing it. Um, they're, they're checking out so hard. But yeah, it's basically supposed to be, it, it's basically like a special AI that is that is supposedly only unlocked through the figurines. Now, is that true? I don't know. Um, I will say they can get really fucking hard to fight. Um and I, I, that's curious. That's interesting. I don't know. I hear a lot of stories of people not being able to beat their amiibos after a while. We we took uh, one. We took one to uh, the museum when we did like an enemy slime uh, event. There, we took the Sonic amiibo and made people fight it, and it cleaned up. Uh, there was only a couple guys who could who could beat it. Nice. So yeah, I I I, I have like uh, I guess the the amiibo I fought the most so far is my uh, Zelda one because she's kind of been consistently my main through all the games and uh she's level 14 now and she's still not really giving me any problems i also have uh um you know like i said i can't use the inkling but i the the octolings they give you uh support cards um so i guess there's gonna be a bunch of amiibos that give you support cards instead of letting you fight the ai um i've got like two links two zeldas i've only used one each of them so i only use the one zelda the one link um, I have Lucina, so I've used her, and I have um, uh, uh, Corinne, or something named Corinne from uh, 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 Fire Emblem Fates. Mm-hmm. She's in that. Here's a here's a question. I don't know. Anyway. If any, I don't know if anybody's actually figured this out yet. I haven't tried it. Um, if you scan an amiibo uh, of a character you don't have. Um, do they show up or so? So that's that, that's why I did it. Uh, so the answer is no. I thought that like uh, I thought for sure that would help along unlocking them, but uh, there's no in all the ones I scanned. There's been no sign of them whatsoever. I do have Zelda unlocked now, as you know, but I felt more like a natural unlock than having to do anything with the amiibo. Right. Um, uh, Lucina and uh, Corinne aren't anywhere to be found um, so far in game, but. I've fought my Lucina amiibo plenty of times. Okay, but, you, but it'll let you, you know. fight. It'll let you fight the amiibo. It just it'll let you fight them. It just won't unlock them on the roster. Right. Okay, that makes sense. I was I was curious about that because I had that thought. I was like, should I go get one of these and and try it out? But I've just been unlocking yeah, things uh, via see, the normal method. That that's what would have made sense. I mean, it made sense to me, like that you have the amiibo scan it in and it unlocks the characters and uh, and I it's. I, I I don't know I, like I I know that I know Smash Brothers used to give you like two different ways to get one character if you either completed certain um, yeah no, go fuck yourself Jade no you have to do it that way no that's not true you can uh, there's a there's a table uh, if you have someone specific that you want to unlock you can do it through classic mode um just who but you... you but but it's still random no it's not that's that's what yes, I'm saying it is. no it isn't not even classic yes, it is it, it isn't Lucio it's so like I play, <laughs> I play with Ryu and I like unlocked Ike in you you played a classic mode uh where where it plays all the stages like arcade uh right whoever you uh when you beat that with Ryu 
there's either a dedicated character that you unlocked, or if you had already unlocked the one he would normally do, then you would get a random one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. That's it's not it's not random. If you want a certain character, uh, and here I'll I'll find it on the wiki so that you can have the table. Um, but they're not related to the character then. Uh, no, not necessarily. Not always. Oh, um, that's like why would like I would assume that Rio would like unlock Ken. And not like fucking Ike or whatever. So yeah, it doesn't have any kind of order. Here I'd it like is. It, I don't think. If you scroll down to classic mode, uh, so the table works basically where you look at the top and you work your way down. So if you play the game with Mario, you'll unlock Sonic. Uh, if you already have Sonic, then it'll give you a random character. If you wanted Bayonetta, then you would need to play with Sonic, and that unlocks Bayonetta. If you wanted, so like for example, I don't have. Ah. Um, who do I not have yet? I don't have. Uh, Dark Samus. So if I beat the classic mode with Incineroar, it would give me Dark Samus. Interesting. Um, and uh, and that's basically the layout. Or like I don't think I have Game and Watch yet. So if I can just beat classic mode with Isabel, that would give me Game and Watch. So if you're sp- it, it, if you're it, specifically angling for someone, you can use that table to get them. I think I'll do that. I I don't think there's many players left that I I kind of uh, want that I haven't gotten yet. I I I still want Snake. I still don't have Snake. Um, let's see. I I wanted I, I want Ken, but it's not something that's like pressing for me to do. Where I need him this second, and um, poor Ken. Yeah, what are you? And and I do want Lucina, but you know you know Lucina still plays so close to Marth. It's not like I'm missing anything. It's just that she's prettier than Marth. Um, so uh, everyone else, I I think that I really really want to play as so far. I have I have um. Uh, I unlocked Zelda. I unlocked Wii Fit Trainer. I unlocked Sonic. Um, try to think who else that I really want that I want that like mostly. I mostly just went after the people that were part of my old roster. Uh, Zero Suit Samus is another one, and I I like the way she plays in this game. There's uh, they've at least like tweaked some fighting moves. So you're not getting like the same exact clones that you would have gotten in other games, so that's nice as well. Um, like I'm actually really digging the way Zelda plays in this game. Uh, it's not terribly different from past games, but it's different enough that it's nice learning kind of her new moves and, and having fun with her and all that. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to a point where I've unlocked pretty much everybody, but I've, I think I've got like maybe 10 to 15 left. Um, but I'm, but I'm at the stage where like, I don't know who any of them are like, like, like <laughs> not that i don't know who they are but like i don't remember and so yeah. it's kind of like been a fun surprise where like uh you know young link showed up and i was like oh yeah there was a young link and, yeah uh, it, gonna forget young link i i i totally spaced it man couldn't couldn't remember or who else actually you like pichu yeah actually that... i don't have pichu yet so as i'm looking or... at this table i'm actually realizing uh, I, I'm noticing on this table like people who I'm like, oh yeah, that's a guy in this now. Or Crom, I forgot Crom was in this game. Oh yeah, uh, that's the other guy from Fire Emblem. Okay. Uh, you know that uh, that like nerfs are already going out already to characters, right? And some of them badly need them. Uh, like King K. Roll was uh, yeah, King K. Was K. Roll is terribly so... overpowered. <laughs> Did they actually do anything with him though? Like, is it official? Uh, uh, is there like a? Oh uh, yeah, it's official. They're 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 nerfing that guy. Yeah. Hmm. I haven't read any. Uh, like, so I, I feel like the online is or whatever, but I haven't seen any of the character balances yet. So maybe I need to go look at it. Let's see the mm-hmm. tier list. 
Yeah, the tier list uh the tier list got picked out pretty quick. Um <laughs> and Which is a good thing, which is it's a very good thing because I don't want, we don't want to end up with the game where it's just, you know, no items, Fox versus Fox, Final Destination. S tier, um, Pikachu, Lucina, Marth, Snake, Diddy, Simon and Richter. Oh, I just unlocked Simon. Uh, that was a cool surprise. Oh, now know. you have an S tier character, my friend. They put. They put. Uh, uh, they put the oh, well, how, why points? would you use somebody else now? Well, I don't, I don't get why. Uh, I don't get why Lucina made S tier. Um, oh wait, no, Lucina and Marth are both S tier. Okay, I was yeah. like, that doesn't. Uh, yeah, because they're, they're basically the same character, so they have to. <laughs> they're only. Uh, uh, their, their big difference is just the sword uh, damage. Um, so I'm actually kind of surprised that they're both in there. I figured Marth would be S and Lucini would go down to A. Um, but whatever. We have uh, A tier. We have King Cruel, Ryukan, Mewtwo, Shulk, Meta Knight, Inkling, Peach, Daisy, Sheik, the Pokemon Trainer. Inkling Young is like... Yo- fucking... Yoshi's A tier now? Wow. Good oh, yeah. Yoshi, Yoshi's fucking crazy. The Inkling is fucking crazy. Like, I can actually destroy yeah. people with yeah. Like, like, like the inkling has some pretty fucked up moves to really uh, lock you down, um, and I think that's where a lot of their uh, damage and utility comes from. Like, if I'm if I'm struggling against someone online, I'll be like, okay, it's Splatoon time, and I'll just use that. And uh, um, it, you know, so 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 the inkling actually reminds me of what was originally a lot of fun about Smash Brothers, where. Uh, they did such a great job of kind of imagining the mechanics for the relevant video game in uh, in Smash and as fighting game mechanics, because you know they um, while the inkling is it can use like these stupidly uh, cheap crowd control attacks, which is using their which is inking you up, slow you down, and where they can use the uh, roller to kind of just uh, slam you in the ground, how Donkey Kong would and things like that. Uh, the inkling does run out of ink, and then that's kind of you know they can barely do anything without any ink, and that's kind of your opening to uh, fuck them up, and you have to get a little bit of distance and try and get your ink back, and and um, and that's kind of like I guess the excuse for why they're so stupidly strong otherwise. But um, I like I like things like that. Like I like I like that Simon throws out his kind of uh, holy weapons and shit like that that you find. Um, uh, but for the most fought, like four Simons, and they all start throwing the fucking axes at you at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that that the, the, that the look. I don't like look. The adventure mode is just like other adventure modes to me, where um, I fucking hate it. I don't like the adventure mode in Smash, and I, I haven't ever liked the adventure mode in Smash. <laughs> um, that's I, like, that's I, actually where I've sp- I've got like twenty hours in uh, World of Light right now. Really. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's mostly what I've, I've I've unlocked a good chunk of characters through that, and then when I exit out of it, it'll usually throw me like a rando. Um, but I'd say that's where I've spent most of my time in the game, and I've I've really enjoyed it so far. I spent most of my time just uh, fighting matches either like uh, um, online or locally. Like the online is, it just works. You know, to to put it in the word words of Todd Howard, it just works. That's probably about, uh, <laughs> but okay. But well, if you think about how long it took them to make online work in Smash, it's very appropriate to quote him. Well, uh, compared to Todd's, uh, you know, track record with online, I think uh, I think I'm doing okay. 
Um, yeah, it's definitely better than it's been before. The the matchmaking system itself, I think, has some uh, design flaws to it, but like the overall performance has been pretty good, actually. Like uh, the the game runs pretty much as you'd expect, and uh, that's better than I could ever say for Smash Brothers. It's a game that historically <laughs> has always run like like ass. Yeah, and you. And it's good too. It's like the perfect Smash Brothers for the online to work because I don't have friends to play Smash Brothers with anymore. I did up to and including the last one, and now just everyone's gone. And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad online works now, so I can use that. Um, I was going to say, what I was going to say though, I, I would like, advise you to have kids. Uh, that works pretty well to fill out a, a Smash yeah, session. Yeah, no, that's a, that's okay. We lost we lost a member of Enemy Slime because of kids. Uh, Doug. May he rest in peace. Yeah, his kid killed him. <laughs> was he was he around somewhere? A, a sweet angel. Um, in the was, arms <laughs> of an angel. But I wanted to say, in the sky. But I wanted to. <laughs> but I want to say, uh, more so than the characters, because uh, uh, you know, Smash is always fun at characters like the. A lot of a lot of the roster are the same guys you knew with like some slight changes. Um, um, some have bigger changes than others. A lot of the new characters are fun to play as uh, a lot of them are like surprisingly strong and fucked up, like uh, King K. Roll and and the Inkling and Isabella. Just characters you wouldn't expect to fuck you up ever. Just didn't fuck you up in this game. But the thing that's been really really challenging for me has been learning uh, the stages in this game. And uh, yes, it's a lot of the old stages, but they've given some of the old stages new tricks as well. And just a lot of the new stages, I have not been prepared for what they're going to throw at me. And I'm like, man, this is really messing me up. Like the, uh, a good example is, um, I think it's a WarioWare stage. And, I, and it's the one where uh, the kind of ghost woman checks in on you, you know, looks at, makes sure that she can't see you. And if, you, and if she sees you, you get a jump scare and everyone who's kind of stuck trapped in that AOE range takes a lot of fucking damage. And it's just like um, getting used to shit like that has been the greater an ordeal, I think, for me in this game. Yeah, I think that one is WarioWare. It's uh, you're, you're trying to play video games in bed while mom is checking on you. Yeah, yeah. She's not a ghost. She's just regular mom, but she's scary because you're you're a small child, I guess. Uh, well, she's, I, I don't, I don't know. She's got like glowing yellow eyes and she can appear out of the television. Yeah. Like moms do. <laughs> like moms do. I, I just use that as an, as an example. There've been plenty of other uh, stages where I've just been, uh, a completely, oh, this is a thing now. And even, uh, old stages where I expected them to play one way and then they would introduce something new that I just, uh, was not ready for that had uh, messed me up. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about a lot of the new items. I feel like there are like there are so many like friggin' um, weapons that you can get as items now, and I feel like a lot of those weapons just kind of do the same thing, where it's like, oh yeah, I hit them with a special color on the weapon, and it'll smash them. Uh, I, I, and I don't know how I feel about summons. Like I, they were cute in the last game. There are a lot of summons that can really. Fuck up your gameplay in this one. I feel so like. Yeah, some of them are pretty brutal. I'm trying to think of what are the new, uh, like the brand new items. 
because uh, there's just a there's just a few. I think the banana gun is one of them. Um, the scythe is another one, but I kind of like the scythe. I won't lie. Is the death scythe one? I wasn't sure. It's hard to say because uh, I just I don't specifically remember some of these. Um, but either way, uh, it, yeah, the items are are hit or miss, and and I mean, of course, some people. Don't won't even know what the items are because they'll be turning them off, and uh, we'll we'll never find out. I also looking at this list here. There's a few that I haven't actually even seen, which is kind of wild with 20 hours in the game. Um, but I I have not run into one of the golden hammers yet. Uh, I haven't seen it at all, and I remember that one specifically because you know like the song that plays when it when it comes out. Right. Um, what else have I not seen? I've probably seen the Deku nut. Feel like that that's been out and about, but I I certainly haven't noticed it. But yeah, anyway, um, the hazards can can be rough for sure, uh, and, and and the items can definitely be problematic. Uh, I want to take a second and acknowledge. Um, I think my favorite thing about this game, like by a country mile, is how much kind of homage it pays to all of the uh, franchises that participate in it, and. Um, there's a couple of ways that, that that happens, and it sounds like Lucio, you did the um, you did classic mode as as Ryu, right? Or did Lucio wander away? Uh, I could be Lucio. Yeah, you answer. Well, you like, answer for Lucio. Well, I guess I, I mean you, I could ask I, I, you the same question. Have you played classic mode as Ryu? I have not played classic mode as Ryu, actually. Then, then you've missed out because, uh, just to give you an idea, but you've played classic mode as someone, right? Yeah. Uh, so just to give you an idea, uh, in uh, Ryu's classic mode, uh, every character is hit point based. Um, so every every single fight is HP based, like, nice. like Street Fighter would be. And then what they do is they go ahead and pit you against a bunch of uh, like Street Fighter-esque characters. So like you'll fight Little Mac but he's clearly like meant to be Balrog. Um, <laughs> there's one level where they'll put you, they put you in like the Donkey Kong jungle uh, level and uh, they, they put Donkey Kong there and then color him green. Uh, so he, oh, that's great. So he looks like Blanca. And um, I, I know there's a couple others that I'm just not even thinking of specifically, but uh, they just, they do a really nice job of, like I said, like kind of paying tribute to street fighter uh, just in that one little mode, and it's a small detail, but it's it's really neat. Like when you notice it, and uh, you know, I I, I, I was noticing something uh, pretty similar, especially uh, not even just in the classic mode, but kind of uh, everywhere and everything that you do in that game. Hey, can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, there he yeah, is. Yeah, you're back. There you go. I don't know what what the fuck happened with Skype. It just wouldn't recognize my microphone. You're good. I was just uh, I was just telling Jay about uh, how when you play story mode as Ryu. Everyone yeah, has everyone has hit amazing. points and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's, and it has the uh, the music from the characters yeah yeah, so yeah basically yeah. standings for the Street Fighter characters uh, but but so 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 what I was actually going to say is that like uh, uh, in the classic mode it does that but I you know and and well the final smashes of course but the final smashes have always been kind of all about that but. Uh, I, I I do think that the stages, like with the new hazards and all, do a really great job of that. I do feel like it's um, um, it's interesting how in this game, I'm trying to think of like the best way to put this. So 
I feel like in a lot of the these Smash Brothers games, what would happen is um, you would kind of um, uh, or sorry, or Sakurai and his team, they would take that uh, character from uh, whoever was like kind of the most recent game and make all of their techniques and abilities and costumes and all that just kind of based on whatever was the um, most recent one out. And I feel like in this Smash Brothers, what they do now is they that character is now just playing homage to um, everyone they've ever represented. And sometimes that's as simple as like a costume change. Like with, uh, uh, I could be remembering this wrong, but I think Zero Suit Samus, for example, in the last game, uh, you would just kind of change the color of her skin suit to whatever random colors. And in this game, her um, skin suit is now just actually the different suit she's worn in a different game. So uh, you'll get like, uh, you'll get her zero suit or you'll get her kind of uh, uh, suit from the um, um, uh, like uh, the original uh, games and you'll get her suit from fusion and that's really cool the inklings are like the same way where uh, if you change their colors then you'll either be playing as kind of the more more of the uh, mascots from uh, Splatoon 2 or the mascots from Splatoon 1 and what's really cool is they'll also have, like, remixed colors for uh, the Splatoon characters from, like, the manga. Um, and, of course, to my homegirl, Zelda, you know, she kind of feels like, um, like, I guess the last one, the last Zelda was, like, the one from uh, Twilight Princess, maybe? And this one that you're playing as now, she just feels like a combination of everything they've done with, like, Minish Cap and Breath of the Wild and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's a really, really nice touch. Yeah, there's definitely a ton of details in the game. The um and actually another spot where where like I said, like a lot of that homage comes through is the um the spirit battles. Uh and just like as an example, they're they're not all great. Like in World of Light, some of some of them are duds, but uh but there's a few of them that are really good. Like when you get to um Dr. Light uh, from Mega Man, um, he'll be a Dr. Mario, but he summons like, and he actually like runs from you. Like he actively tries to avoid you, but, <laughs> but he summons like four Mega Mans to come after you. Um, so just like thematically it works or like, uh, one of the spirits that I got the other night was uh Solidus snake from, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, two. And it's, yeah. it's just snake, but he's got like that, uh, w- what's the sword called? The death's edge or whatever, or the killing edge. He's got one of those. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's shit like that is super cool. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I feel like the guardian spirits allow, um, them just to shove a lot of shit in there. And I've been surprised at myself. Like there are, um, guardian spirits. I'll try and go out my way to get, um, like oh my god, I can't remember. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on her name now, but she was like the sniper healer girl from um, from um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, and I was like, I need to have that Guardian Spirit put it on me. And I don't think she was actually very good, but it's it's just nice to kind of be able to to grab your all, all your favorite characters in that way. I think. Yeah, uh, it's been uh, like I said, some of some of them are really clever, and and some of them are really fucking hard. I don't know if. Uh... It sounds like you, have you played uh, World of Light a little bit, Lucio? Yeah, I have. Have you have you made yeah. it to the Pauline fight? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's so goddamn hard. Uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Good to know. Uh, so yeah, get ready for that one when you encounter it. I, I've read a lot of people saying it's like the hardest one they think in in, in the game, um, and it's pretty early on. You encounter it uh, uh, pretty early in the map. 
Um, but so like, I, I, uh, well, so I was gonna add on to that uh, the the fucking music, man. Um, oh yeah, it's just I don't know if you guys have actually gone into the music player, but like, there's over seven hundred tracks in there, and uh, it, even, I'm not surprised. So there, there's stuff they only use once, like tracks for like Kyle's <laughs> stage. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and like a lot of them, um, a lot of them have been remade. Uh, so they've gone back and taken a lot of old games that aren't even like Nintendo first party properties. And Nintendo's like footed the bill to remake or, or redo or upgrade some of these uh, these these uh, mixes. And it's crazy how good some of them sound like I just I'm, I'm constantly in awe at uh, how many tracks are in this. Like, I think every damn near every character in Street Fighter 2 has to have a stage uh music available uh i i feel like they did something similar with um um uh not the last one it's, it's whichever one um that we got snake for the first time where they did a lot of that too and that that bro. had a lot of uh, uh yeah bro that had a lot of awesome remixes so you know I, I i'm not going to use this as a segue we'll talk about it whenever you guys feel comfortable about it but uh this kind of shit Especially, I, I I I felt like my time with the other two, um, with the previous two Smash Brothers games was like short lived. I feel like I feel like with Brawl, I was really into it with friends for like a week, and then was kind of done. And then my Wii U just my Wii just collected dust forever. And uh, I felt like with the um, you know, it's great that the Switch itself is now just the handheld and the console. Uh, put together because uh, I, as much as I really like Smash Brothers um, on my Nintendo DS, um, there wasn't much to do besides just collect some weird powers uh, for uh, my characters I like playing as and remixing their move sets and all that. And um, um, and then I had to give up the ghost. But I, I feel like now with what you're kind of able to see in terms of um smash for this ultimate and what you're um kind of unlocking in that game that's that's what's making me very hyped for some of these dlc characters and so it's just seeing what they've done already with um not only the new characters they've introduced but the old characters uh someone like joker being in there as dlc i feel like that has a lot of potential to be really fucking mind-blowing in terms of how they pull that off um because it's not like they're, it's not they're not only concerned with recreating the character they they want that game experience in there and in Persona Five is like a really kind of unique game experience uh, kind of in itself and uh, um, I'm just in there thinking man like I've I really want to see how the fuck they translate those uh, game mechanics into a fighting game so I mean I don't think that'll be uh too challenging because persona has a fighting game uh like right off the bat so well yeah but like, it, it's, even like it's, a move set should be pretty easy for them to come up with yeah but see that well i i, I guess i guess what i'm saying is this it's like uh um uh you, well you've played some of five jared right yeah i played uh like 20 hours of it or something like that so um i feel like i feel like five had a very uh very uh, unique kind of style like it had homages to a lot of jazz and a lot of funk in its music track it, it had like a very uh, kind of uh, pulpy feel to it like a pulp comic book or like a a, a pulp uh, um, exploitation film or something like that down to like the characters costumes 
but it's also kind of uniquely hip as well because you know these are real city kids and uh you know they dress like city kids and they they uh uh hung out like city kids and all that and it the game was just like oozing with a lot of style um and i i guess the best way to put it is like this um um if you play arena and if you play ultimax then yeah okay the the health bars and all that they're going to be yellow and show you tv screens and the symbolism of um of a uh, persona 4 but it's not going to have that like you're just kind of playing through a really well-made comic book feel that uh, persona 5 had um i feel like i feel like i feel like smash brothers will get a lot a chance to do kind of a lot with that in terms of uh, that kind of very unique style and the unique ui that uh, that game had like i'm just thinking here about the final smashes of the um of the fire emblem characters and how that's always awesome seeing your the entire health bar go down like it's like one of the fire emblem health bars before smashing that person um mm-hmm. and just wondering how that's going to translate when you see that on a on on joker or some of the other DLC characters they got announced. Is that what that's supposed to be in in Marth's Final Smash? That meter is that an old Fire yeah. Emblem health bar? Yeah, I've never realized that. Um, it, well, I mean, until you said it, I always wondered like, was I supposed to do something during his Final <laughs> Smash? Like, I, I was never really sure if I was supposed to like push a button or what exactly uh, it was representing. Uh, when yeah, Jerry, it was a it was a timing test. I, I don't know. I, I really didn't know. And so I just always assumed like, well, I guess I'm doing it wrong. If, like if there is something. If you, got a, if you got a ride, you kill them twice. If there is something that I should be doing, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. No, that was like, that was like the kind of old school. Because um, uh, you, you played uh, Fire Emblem as, as well. So you know that, um, they, you know, it's very rock, paper, scissors. And whoever you take against the other one is going to be uh, uh, the one that is the most damaged. That's just like the way the old health bars looked. And. Mm-hmm. If you did have a character who was able to just eliminate someone in one hit, you would just watch them rip that health bar apart like you do in uh, uh, Smash Brothers here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, uh, I think, what is it? Is it going to be five uh, DLC characters? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Uh, so, And and uh, I think Sakurai said uh, that they were... They they said that Joker was emblematic on the approach that they were going to take for the DLC characters, and he didn't elaborate on what that meant, but I think obviously everybody has taken that to mean that all five of them will presumably be non-Nintendo first-party uh, characters, so... So who, who do we have? I mean, I mean Joker's Joker is a... Is a complete fucking shock never in a million years that i like like uh uh nintendo has a friendly relationship with atlas but um sony has locked down uh persona for sure they haven't wanted anyone else else to touch it yeah um, but shin megami tensei has historically been a nintendo yeah no, no, no that's what that, that, that's what i was I, uh that's what i that's, that's true but then why did we get <laughs> flynn Except well, for the fact nobody knows who flynn is well, but... well there you go yeah you actually you, you, you zeroed right in on that um it was a it was this it was a good choice it was a smart choice for them i i think you're pretty safe to divide the dlc so yeah you're you're pretty safe to assume that everybody uh that they pick will be um uh, japanese uh of japanese origin um so i oh let's do it who who, who do we have give every, me your best guess everybody who's like oh it'll probably be uh master chief like no it's not gonna be fucking master chief um 
Uh, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Sephiroth. They had better not include Sephiroth. I swear oh, to God. You know, well, actually, so that's that's an interesting uh, side discussion. I read an article just today, actually, where someone was kind of observing um, Final Fantasy is definitely, it, it seems like compared to every other uh, um, kind of uh, IP that Nintendo has been given access to, it seems like Square is being the cagiest. Um, yep. Because you look at you look at Street Fighter, and I mean, there's only two Street Fighter characters in the game, but you have every music track that you can think of from Street Fighter Two. Then you look and at pretty much all the characters are in like a spirits and shit. Right. And so uh, in in the Final Fantasy, there's two music tracks, and there's Cloud, and that's it. There's no Final Fantasy yeah. spirits. There's no like it. It really looks like Square just does not want to give them any more. Uh, than, the, than what they the have. rumor that I read was that um, they allowed Nintendo. So, so Nintendo got permission to use the characters for five years, and apparently Square did not understand that, or they didn't like pay attention to that when they were doing the contract, and they assumed it was going to only be the one game. <laughs> uh, so they're kind of pissed. I could see that. So I think if that if there's any truth to that, or just if you were just looking at it anecdotally. Uh, uh, everyone says Sora will be a DLC character, and I don't think so. Nope. Sure, doesn't look like that. Uh, so I wouldn't count on that. I one. mean, it will be a smart move from Square, so definitely not going to happen. Yeah, um, I think that I've heard a lot of people suggest Dante, and I think that would be a very smart choice, just given that he has a game coming out. Um, oh, so you actually hit on another point. I'm really fucking happy that. Uh, the characters in this title seem to be more along the lines of, okay, now we're just going to give you characters that people want rather than characters that need some uh, video game advertisement. Um, Except for Waluigi. <laughs> fuck Waluigi. Uh, uh, well, yeah, fuck Waluigi. No, no, is that like a real thing? I thought it was just a meme. No, no, people really, well, I don't know if it's a meme or not, but people really seem to really want Waluigi in the fucking game, even though he's like the worst. I mean, the thing is, is like uh, he kind of seems absent, but like Toad's not in uh, Toad's not a fighter. Like there are other Mario uh, characters who don't show up. Um, but I guess it is a little sad that, that Daisy gets to be a character, but Waluigi doesn't. No, because Waluigi sucks. Poor guy. Well, uh, just, uh, just sucks. I, I, let's not forget that, you know. In case you're missing any of this, you could definitely just invest yourself in a uh, a nice Bowsette amiibo. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, Jay, so, so, Jay, so, so, so Jay, you didn't tell me. What's your pick for... What do you think is going to be the character? Just give me one. What, for like a DLC character? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, they've already gave me like the one DLC character I could be happiest with in the world. Uh, uh, if if if, well, I get have to pick, if I have to pick someone else besides uh, Joker, um, then I I I forget his name. Um, <laughs> so no, I do. No, I do. But I, I I you'll see where this is going. I forget his name, but it's the guy in uh, Dark Souls who drops the corpse down for you so you can get a key. Um. Yeah. Oh, it's not Ostava. Ostava is. Oh, you know what? You could just, you know what? Fuck it. Just be, just be, just be either uh, the chosen undead or unbreakable patches. That's who I want. Mm, breakable patches would be actually pretty cool. I was actually thinking Solaire, 
That's one uh, a pretty good chance since it really has an amiibo and everything. Yeah, that that could happen actually. Uh, I could see that uh, working out. Um, like I said, I think I think Dante is a very smart guess. Um, I don't really know that anybody wants it, but a lot of people have been uh, saying Travis touchdown. Um, yeah, that, didn't they say that the last time as well? Like, I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no don't, don't, yeah. get me, don't get me wrong. I would. I would love Travis touchdown. And so, so there are people who would want it. I just feel like, I just feel like that's one of those things that's been in something people have been speculating on forever. And that's just not going to happen. Like, uh, like there was a reality to Travis, uh, the first time people mentioned it, but then every game after that, they mentioned no one fucking cares. Um, yeah. I think Travis is kind of out of the consciousness, but, but, but by the way, uh, a, a, a guardian spirit or not, um, Adam has no fucking place in this game, period. Adam. Uh, from uh, Other M. Oh, oh yeah, the, you're the, right. The, Fuck du- him. the dude with the wrench? No, it's the uh, the one that gives you permission. Oh, no, I remember this guy. The captain. I, he, he's a spirit yeah. in this? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So is, uh, so is Other M. Samus. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too bad. Um, I mean, you know, hey, good for them for uh, acknowledging even their failures. You know, this is like this is like Star Wars uh, keeping the prequels canon. You know, you got to just own up to it and, <laughs> and move on and, and stick to it. Um, so, what, what do you would you like, uh, Jared? Who would I like? Yes. Uh, oh, who would I like? That's an interesting question. I don't really uh, know that I have any anybody who I would like personally want to see like a character that I love so much that I that I want them to show up there. Um, I I guess you know what would make me feel good. Um, a lot of people mentioned Banjo Kazooie, and um, it's unlikely just given the company's history with Rare and yeah, but current relationship with Microsoft. But then I guess that's why it would give me some satisfaction to see that actually happen, um, because I feel like that would be like a real it's a real like coming together. You know, like I've already seen them uh, bridge this gap with Capcom and bridge this gap with Square Enix and and now Atlas. Um, let's let's heal the divide, guys. Let's get everybody back together. So like if it's Dante, that's just another Capcom property. That's not that special. Um, True. But if it's Banjo Kazooie, or like I, I've seen a lot of people suggest uh, Scorpion or Sub Zero, um, those are more interesting to me because they represent kind of like new relationships in Smash Brothers, and so I'd I'd rather see that than like Chrono. Um, you know, the actual said you do. I I feel like uh, again, take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like uh, uh, people have generally been like not. Chrono, but you'll see a Dragon Quest character in there as DLC. I've heard, that, I've heard more, more than like, one person say Dragon Quest, which could I could not be less just, interested in. Like that would be. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, but but, but Dragon um, Quest sells so much in Japan. I know that's the thing is, and that's why that's why I ever want to really circle back to like it. It will most likely all be Japanese characters. So 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 also before we get too far ahead of this here, I, the other thing is, isn't um. The Rathian a summon from um from Monster Hunter? Yeah. It's a it's a boss. It's not a summon. It's a, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the it's one of the bosses that you fight. Uh, oh, that would be great. Um, there's actually I think the, 
So I guess so, I think you haven't played enough uh, World of Light to get here, but there's actually a part where you like chase down uh, the the Rathian. Like it it'll it'll be on the map, and you have to kind of like corner it. Like every time you get oh, close that's to awesome. It, every time you get close to it, it runs away from you, and so you have to so, you have to actually chase it down and get it. So see, it's actually like like random shit like that, and that, that's why I'm so excited for about Joker because that's what you have to do with the Rathian in Monster Hunter. Um, you know, you have to track them down. You have to chase them across the map. And in Monster Hunter, the monsters run away from you all the time. You know, um, uh, and and it's like it's those small touches that really bring the game to life. I feel like. See, and I don't, um, I don't think that with Joker they'll add any like spirits or anything to World of Light. That'd be cool if they did, though. Um, because I mean, if they get all the all the Persona characters and do like some spirit battles around them, I think that could be interesting. I want to see. Uh, I hope they do something interesting with his classic mode, though. But uh, yeah, that's the very least they could do is have some some kind of like flavored thing there. But even then, like that, it still seems to be like it's it's just fights. But uh, there's little yeah. ways that they can theme it so that it it kind of feels a little more uh, Persona. So it, it could still be fun. There there will be a like I said. I, that's what I've liked most about this game is just how much it kind of feels like a tribute to all these properties and more than that it really does feel like it was made by somebody who like has actually played all these games and knows their ins and outs and has like some kind of respect for the details uh surrounding them yeah and i i think that's been just like really cool to kind of experience with this one so more than any other smash brothers uh for sure i feel like that um having someone um uh, uh, like Choker in the game, who is uh, who's more uh, Persona, and how much Sony has kind of locked down Persona, and uh, and and it and it and if from like anything shows up, uh, which I you know I don't think they will, but if I had to pick something from from, that's what I would do, and that's why I picked that's why I picked something realistic that I think would happen, and not something that I would really want to see happen that will never make it into Smash, uh, like Lady Maria or whatever. But that would be cool. But it it would be cool. But if there's uh if there's someone that they're really uh, willing to kind of uh of kind of uh, shake hands with and, and seal the rift or whatever, um, what they should do is that they should take one of these uh Sony characters from one of their lockdown uh, properties and be like, hey, let them guest star. Let 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 Data Boy guest star <laughs> in this game because uh. Your super battle royale uh, fighting game sucked. Let them appear in hours instead. So that would be a real. It jaw- would be cool. That'd be a big jaw dropper for me if I saw a uh, Sony All Stars character make it into Smash Brothers. Because I I'm not sure if Sony's ready to like. I know they're ready to let that go. Like they're not going to try it again. But I feel like it's almost. But it still hurts. Well, I think if you put if you put Kratos in Smash Brothers, I think you're kind of just admitting that like you you really failed, and like <laughs> they they know they know they fucking failed. But I feel like if you give them you know Ratchet and Clank, I feel like you're definitely confirming like yeah we couldn't do this, so we're just gonna let Nintendo do it. Yeah, I mean so I, I would, the characters I love... that I would have that I think are impossible that I would love to see are cool. Uh, Kratos yeah, is one of them. Cole. To be because to be is a you know a square character as well, so I don't think and she's in Soul Calibur. I was gonna say if she did, I'm pretty if she, sure if she didn't just make it into Soul Calibur, I would have actually been willing to hinge some bets there. But uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, um, I think it probably wouldn't happen now. 
And no, like, I... like, 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 to be the other thing about to be is like, uh, if Bayonetta, if Bayonetta can be in there, and any of them can be in there, yeah, of course. We should, we should, we should uh, you know, we should have my home girl, Laura Croft, like, she should be available, yeah, that, that would be another <laughs> cool one. Um, although she is a western character, so I don't know. Uh, she's a western character and she's with the uh, square and square oh, likes pretending right. square likes to like for, everyone uh, uh, uh square likes pretending everyone hates two mater for some reason even though they don't uh, oh, so, you know yeah i was just about to say actually now that they're not attached to square anymore agent 47 could be an interesting choice true true that, that'd be I mean, his name could be. An, I, I feel like I feel like okay. So look, so look. This is this is something that I I was watching some um, all star footage and it, and it really bugged me out. So when you put um, uh, like Bayonetta or um, <clears throat> oh my god, or like Snake in Smash Brothers, and all their moves are just kind of like explosive based attacks because I guess there's something that's kind of slapstick and comedic about it. They're not going to let you like, put uh, put people in bondage torture devices. Okay? Right. So, 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 so this is what I'm getting, getting at here, right? So in, in Smash Brothers, I understand that. In, in Smash Brothers, I understand why Snake would go in there and, you know, he's not going to be using his fucking UMP or, uh, you know, or his SVG or, uh, uh, or any of his other weapons that he finds out there. He's going to be using like his rocket launcher. He's going to be setting his mines, and and uh, and and in real life that would be deadly and blow people to bits. But we have a way of associating that with comedy because of old cartoons using like slapstick and dynamite and giant bombs and all that. Uh, when I right. watched All Stars, the, the Sony All Stars footage, I just could not, for the life of me, understand why they went that same exact route, especially when over half the game. Stars fucking confirmed killers. <laughs> so I, I actually own All Stars. Okay. <laughs> and it's essentially a, a ripoff. It's one hundred percent like they didn't they didn't think they didn't think about anything. They just went like they grabbed the the code, they ported it, and then they put their assets on top of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. Smash Brothers money. Yeah, exactly. Um, didn't work, but it was a good shot. Um, is Crash Bandicoot in it? No. I feel that's like, weird. I feel like they could get Crash Bandicoot now. I think that could actually like work out. Um, I was actually kind of thinking because uh, I was looking up only because I was looking at it on uh, Nate Drake. That one is I, less likely. Yeah, I, I, I was I was thinking of it just because I was actually looking at it. Uh, you know what? Uh, Jack and Baxter would be fun, but I think they're not in anyone's uh, world sphere anymore. Yeah, I'm but I was just looking at jokes the... on you. I've been playing with my kids, um, so that means confirmed. Yeah, it may as well. <laughs> it's practically done. Uh, you just sold one more DLC pass, Nintendo. There you go. Uh, yeah. Okay. Proven wrong then. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the fat princess was in it. I remember now. Uh, Isaac was in it. Isaac Clark. Uh, who else yeah. was in it? Oh yeah, uh, Isaac Clark. Um, the the big daddy from Bioshock. Cole was there. Dante was in it, so maybe Dante won't happen. Um, yeah, I think that, like I said, though, I feel like so far they seem to be pretty chummy with Capcom on this one. 
So I think there's still Dante would be my exception to the rule, whereas Kratos like 100% belongs to first party Nintendo or first party Sony. So, so this is this is the other reason um, I'm like it could be um, possible to see um, a kind of a souls ish character in there because uh, you know they're like. Uh, um, didn't Bandai Namco like uh, 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 publish some of their games? Well, Bandai Namco is one of the publishers credited with Smash Bros. Right, so, so. that's the thing. That's uh, that's what I'm getting at. And so uh, yeah, you know, it's... And, 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 and so Bamco also did. Uh, you know, Bamco also helped. Uh, I, I don't want to misquote. Like I'm, I'm I'm tired and all that, but I feel like uh, just a lot of some of the shit that we're seeing in terms of. Um, Things you never thought would make it. Um, uh, like I feel like Bamco helped out with some of the uh, Mega Ten series as well, bringing that out to like the United States. So, so that, I mean, that's why I'm I'm optimistic that maybe we get to see more of their people. Um, this does remind me uh, one of the rumors that I've seen around. I mean, we is have Pac World. <laughs> we have Pac World now. It's like what, what, one of the. One of the rumors that I've seen around is Goku, which is one of those rumors that has been going around forever. But you mentioning the fact that uh, Bamco is one of the publishers uh, just brought it back to mind. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Uh, Dragon Ball has its own fighting game, and it's doing really, really well. So I don't think they would. I guess at the end of the day, like what would be fun is to be surprised. And so I hope it's nothing that we mentioned. Uh, I hope it's, I hope I, it's all I, things I, where I'm like, oh my God, I hope it is Master Chief. He's going Chief. to be the dude. I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel to be like the anyone... dude from Grand Theft Auto, Chinatown Wars in the Nintendo DS. Yes. <laughs> Long I, I, last. I, I don't feel like anyone like saw Cloud Strife coming for the last DLC set. That was like complete, oh wow, that's, that's something Just out there. Um, I, let me let me let me mention. Um, you know, I, I know I'm the only dude that does rhythm games here, but let me just mention something really quick about uh, Dancing in Starlight, uh, the Persona follow-up to Persona Five. It's like the most immediate sequel to Persona Five right now. Um, oh, here's an interesting thought um, uh, for Smash. I know what would blow my mind for sure, and, and would come out of left field. I know we established that it would all be kind of Japanese, but it could be cool if uh, Chell ended up in the game. Like the portal person? Yes. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> you're right, that would be a surprise. Um, yeah. I would, be, I would be highly surprised. She's got a good jump for it, so that's something. Uh, she's got a good, good, good weapon for it. Uh, you can summon in Wheatley as like your uh, smash. And the only reason that came to mind is because... Uh, I had an interesting thought. Like, I'm, I'm wondering um, how comfortable uh, 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 Smash, you know, um, Peace Studio would be about making anything that happens to Joker in um, Smash Bros. canon. And I say that because there have actually been other ca- other crossover games uh, that have ended up being canonical, even though they just have no right uh, being so. And uh, e- and and PC does that a lot in house, but I'm also thinking about you know my old Lego game that I used to play and how their Portal segment was essentially uh, Portal Three and uh, and and Persona has a really really odd thing where every single thing that happens um, around Persona is just 
canon. Like that's it. They're like yeah, this yeah. thing really happened. Like the um, two, the two fighting games and the rhythm games, those are all canon. They're all canon, and and uh, you know, uh, uh, so they just released. Uh, you know, you you teased me with this when you were out in Japan, and you showed me the cover on your cell phone for a uh, dancing. I think they called it Dancing Star Night in Japan. Dancing Star Night and Dancing Moonlight in Japan, and then they changed the name to Dancing in Starlight and Dancing in Moonlight, which is a lot less broken English and and a lot better. Um, and while I knew that Persona had this weird habit of making everything canon, I still wasn't expecting these to kind of really have anything to do with anything. But they're actually direct uh, sequels uh, to both Persona 5 and to the other one I reviewed for the site, to uh, Dancing All Night. Um, and I, I, I won't really get into it. Like, it's, it's basically, it comes down to this, like, dumb little thing where there's, uh, you know, the person who kind of hooks you up with your personas through the game, um, the attendant, they're, like, going there and mix your Pokemon and, and whatever. Uh, they get jealous of the exploits of each other's teams. And they're like, okay, the only way to resolve this is if uh, we have a big dance off, a big dancing competition. And then they make you compete. Um, I got the $90 version, uh, which is supposed to be something like our collector's edition, which they promise comes with like an art book and, um, and, and, uh, a special DLC and all that shit. And you get three games. You get, you get Moonlight, which is uh, Persona 3. You get Starlight, which is Persona 5. And you get All Night, which is Persona 4. Um, and just like in this day and age, I feel like that we've entered a rip-off kind of DLC and rip-off uh, oh, yeah. pre-orders. Uh, it, it's such a shame that Atlas is now like not only riding that train, but riding that train pretty damn hard. Um uh, Persona 5, they had like a brilliant fucking collector's edition. That was great. And then everything after that, they've just been going downhill. And and this is not a package that needs to be $90. It's not even a package that needs to be $60. I can't, I can't in my right mind tell you guys to go out and play um, either of those games like for $60 a piece. And $90 was supposed to feel like a deal, but it doesn't. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Persona 5, Dancing in Starlight, um, I feel like that's the one they were really working on. And I feel, and I, and it makes sense to me internally because it feels like that's the game that was just released. They showed four, like a shitload of support after it came out. They showed three, a shitload of support after it came out. You had reissues, you had spinoffs. So it feels to me like Dancing in Starlight was really meant to be the Persona 5 game that followed up Persona 5. Um, and then Moonlight, I feel like as a result of that, feels like, like a complete afterthought. Like, okay, well, now we have the assets and we have this and that. Let's go ahead and just recycle them and say, hey, this third thing is also a brand new game that you should pay full price for. And it really isn't. Um, uh, 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 so my favorite thing about uh, dancing, in, uh, uh, dancing All Night is the fact like all the uh, Anaba investigation team had their own dance styles, right? And and they were amateurs. They didn't know what they were doing. Only Rise really knew. And the lead, you, because he's a wonderkund, he picked up on dancing fast. And then they introduced this total kind of waifu bait uh, character came, named Konami, um, who was just supposed to entice people and uh, 
and she was another person they just kind of threw in the game. But everyone else didn't know what they were doing. So like Chie, she would throw in a bunch of karate moves, and 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 Kanji would be, do this dumbass like break dancing and all that, and uh, and it was silly and it was funny how they had to do the best they could as dancers, but they weren't dancers. Um, and Starlight changes the rules a little bit. So Starlight, they're still not dancers, but anything they imagine in their head uh, will manifest through their bodies. And, and the rules are kind of similarly to how the rules in Persona 5 work. Um, and what this results in, it results in, in watching them dance. And, and, and some of that shit is like really fine, like in, entrancing. Like uh, um, Anne, Anne uh, the blonde she's uh, uh she's pretty swell in terms of her street dancing and uh she throws in some modern styles and it looks like she's having a lot of fun when she dances and uh and it, it feels like they went out and actually motion captured dances this time and they really studied the material and and um and they're the best they're also the best character models that p studio has produced yet uh p studio as much as I've loved them, have always been a little behind when it came to the character models. Um, they did a really, uh, like, I, I think even Lucio said that uh, Persona 5 is a good example as to how a little bit of style goes a long way because yeah. it, it, it's not the, the best-looking game ever, but because it is so stylish, um, it's just really memorable. And, the, and similarly, the animations in Persona 5 um they'll have like 20 animations for one character and some of those animations will only be something one time but they needed it uniquely in that moment and it's just all that stuff that added to making it such a kind of kind of unique and fun and, and striking game and that all comes back in starlight uh because starlight's doing the same thing starlight is just giving them these little things these little touches whether it's them making the commentary in the music video and uh, bringing their personalities to life or uh, making a Futaba dance more like she's playing a rhythm game herself. So her motions are at least stilted and looks like she's moving on a game pad instead of uh, going through fluid dancing. And then you have uh, Ryuji come in and, and his stuff is like showing off a lot more and, and wanting to be the center of attention. Um, and brings back a lot of the Persona 5 UI as well, which, as I already gushed for the Smash Brothers thing, uh, the Persona 5 UI, I think, is just like the best UI ever created for any video game ever. Um, and then Persona 3, you know, no, so, and then Moon Knight, Moon Knight happens, and uh, it, they're just, like, recycling some of the new animations from Starlight and some of the old animations from Dancing All Night. And it's very, very obvious, especially in certain characters. Like, uh, um, a great example is um, uh, Yukiko from 4. You know, she's a very proper lady. So she had a little bit of ballet, but wasn't really a ballet dancer and, and mixed it up with whatever you call the kind of uh, Japanese geisha dancing. And then in um, in Starlight... You had Haru, and she was a very proper lady, and she went out and did a lot of ballet, and and so she really knows how to pull off something you might see in Carnegie Hall. And very inexplicably, I guess in Moonlight, uh, she's also a ballet dancer. Like it seems to me, if you're going to have a robot dancer, the robot needs to do the fucking robot. But what do I know? Um, why, why not Mitsuru, <laughs> who is the super rich? 
like like she has another personality for it, but she does have like at least the background for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't make it. Yeah, it feels so like such an afterthought, and it feels like the only reason I guess it's a ballet dancer because they have those ballet animations left over from the other two. So, so, so the main point I want to make here though is, um, uh, uh, look, Starlight. I I still love the Phantom Thieves. I still love what they're doing with a, a Persona Five. Uh, uh, I feel like the character models are fucking fantastic in Starlight. It's like you're not dealing with um, prior gen character models anymore. All of them are new next gen uh, character models. Uh, uh, so they're looking really sharp. Their animations are really, really fluid. Uh, uh, I don't feel this way often about rhythm games, but there have been songs where I was just so distracted by the dancing. I would actually fuck up tell myself, let me just focus long enough to get through the song so I can, like, watch the replay without any sound and just watch them dance. Um, and and it's a lot of fun having them together. They're a fun party. Like, I said this when I was playing the game, that, like, they're one of my favorite parties of all time and stand up there with, like, the original Mass Effect and Chrono Trigger for parties when it comes to me. Um, and it makes me... Uh, uh, but But the song... I mean, sorry, but the game... It feels like something that was rushed out the door just to try to make money while the iron was hot. Yep. Um, it, 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 the, the amount of dance tracks, like, you know, the final song, Rivers of the Desert, they remixed they remix that song four times. And uh, it's a very, very short track list. I don't want to misquote, but I feel like it's around in the 20 to 30 song range with a lot of songs that are DLC you have to buy with really horrible DLC schemes. Um, uh, uh, tell, tell, them, tell them of the season passes, Jay. <laughs> uh, 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 I want you to keep a tally. So we have, if you bought the version that you got, which is the one that has both games, right? Both You're games. looking at 90 bucks so far, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so keep going. Okay, so, so, so we're looking at 90 bucks. The, what I bought has both games and a download for Dancing All Night. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want the season pass that includes all the songs they're going to release, that's right. uh, that's uh, that's $30 for that season pass. Okay. Then there's another $20 season pass if you want all the costumes. And then there's another $20 season pass if you want all the cosmetics. Um, Very nice. Yeah, so it's... it's, it's that's 160 bucks. If you got the rich regard, if you got them separate... Then you need to add another thirty bucks on top of that. It's it's horrible. It's it's like, like the, the 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 thing is about this. I um and you like the reviews are all over Amazon and you know uh, uh, uh back in the day when Enemy Slime meant something we would have gotten the code for these games for free, but the reviews on Amazon are like this price scheme is is fucking ridiculous and hostile to the consumer, and I legitimately think the only reason we're not talking about it more is because uh, uh, P-Studio and Atlas were lucky enough uh, that Bethesda exists. And and just to wrap this up really quick, it makes me really look forward to what what, um, Arxis is going to do with, like, a potential Persona 5 fighting game. Arxis is not being innocent either. Um... I haven't bought any of it, but Dragon Ball Fighter C has a ton of DLC. Yeah, fuck. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, this is probably a conversation for another uh, podcast, but I feel like uh, Japan is just really trying to, like, I don't know why we haven't paid them much mind yet. I know we've had a lot going on this year with our own shit. When you look at, like, uh, Telltale and Rare and uh, Rockstar and Bethesda and, and I think all it's them because mistakes. they haven't done it with, like, their flagship titles. Right. They've just done it with the spin-offs yet. I think if you start, like... You know, Persona 6 comes out in like 20 years and like you have to pay for extra customs and you have to pay for extra missions or whatever. Then then you're going to start seeing because as a customer for me, Persona 5 was amazing. Like I, I love what I got for my money, uh, kind of like with God of War 2, right? Like with God of War, um, I bought the game and I got like a shit ton of content. Um, without having to spend another penny. Um, well, this is this is this is kind of the conversation I would had uh, with another friend when I was explaining the DLC scheme too, because you're like, yeah, but Persona Five also had a bad DLC scheme because you had to buy individual demons and they were really strong demons too. And I'm like, well, uh, you didn't need those demons to to see anything in the story. The demons weren't the game, right? Exactly. And, um, it's it, not like you were buying quests or you were like, okay, well. Yeah. Uh, you got you got to uh, you know you got to whatever Makoto's palace, and now if you wanna like see I don't know uh, Yusuke's Yusuke's palace, uh, you need to give me more money. Dude, um, that is a, that is a, that is like the exact um, analogy I use. That's a, that's a, that's the exact thing I told my friend. I'm like, this is an, this isn't like it, you didn't even need like the strong demons they offered us DLC because you can make such strong shit. Uh, uh, what what Starlight is doing? Starlight is limiting your actual access to the game. Less songs means less games means uh, you know you're you're you you've overpaid for what's essentially nothing. And then it was like uh, so the more apt comparison would be like if you want to see what happens in Yusuke's palace, kids, uh, you got to pay us that DLC money, and then you can go ahead and download it and play it and see what happens next. I think a better analogy is fighting <laughs> games, right? Because in fighting game characters, when you don't have a character, it's a fairly important chunk of the game that isn't there, right? Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, a game like Persona, where you can buy, you know, uh, swimsuit, which actually Persona 5 gave a lot of them for free, but that's another thing. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you could buy those strong demons, but it, it doesn't really matter. Um, a lot of it reminds me too to like Atlas's um, scheme with um, Origins, where yeah, there was a ton of DLC, but none of it really mattered, uh, and there was no except for the DLC packs that actually were missions. None of the microtransactions actually felt like they were even necessary. Like they weren't. They didn't even feel like they were relevant. Like you know, it's like, oh, buy a unicorn. I'm like, I don't fucking want a unicorn, any horse, whatever. I can get a cool horse by winning the races. Uh, oh, yeah. No, you're, not, you're, you're, you're right about that. I was, um, uh, yeah, I was trying, trying to think what you're, um, uh, Darksiders 3 is definitely going to have to be for like another night. But, uh, like with the Helix kind of things like that, at this point, it's kind of like, you know what you're getting into. And, and you're not missing anything by missing those skins. Um, yeah, they don't even look that good. <laughs> and, and I got—I gotta say too, like like with Odyssey, um, the support for it and the amount of free shit and the, like it's actual content that you're getting. Yeah. Um, it's been like amazing. Uh, I, 
uh, Ubisoft is the last place I would have expected this from, and so that's been great. And, and it's just depressing to see the direction that Japan is uh, uh, going in with this kind of stuff. Um, it's uh, weird, too, because it feels like the West learned that lesson already, or some of it anyway. Um, but it feels like they are learning it again. <laughs> because they're used to this. They used to be I, more traditional. I don't, I don't. I don't feel this is this is sadly uh, stuff that's going to go away anytime soon. I feel like, uh, especially as we get more kind of uh, uh, hit and miss games, uh, like like everyone's also trend chasing now. So everyone wants to be like the next Fortnite or whatever the popular thing was last last yep. night. It's trying to be that too, and that's like the issue end with uh, uh, Battlefield Five. And I, I don't know why. Like like people pay. Here's what I think. Here's my personal theory. Then we can close out here. Um, my, 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 my only thing I was going to say is that like, I do still want to play Persona Q2. I, 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 I really want to see more of the Phantom Thieves. I can't wait for Joker and Smash Brothers. Uh, they're great. Love the Phantom Thieves. But, um, um, here's my personal legitimate belief. I'm kind of like you where I don't think I would have touched uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, until I heard about that Joker DLC and was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that. But kind of looking back on the year and looking back at just all of the kind of shit that's kind of happened in terms of uh, a, a DLC scams and pre-order scams and and uh, uh, people buying one product and then being shipped a much lesser product and uh, the false advertising and then making everything a battle royale mode and 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 taking uh, Chinese cell phone games and getting pissed off at the consumer that we don't love, want to suck their dick for that. Um, you have a phone, don't you? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I, here's, here's how I feel. Um, I feel like even with a, a greater disposable income, it's still really hard for me to want to be, uh, be like, I'm going to go out and buy a video game. And I feel like this has been a year where a lot of games have surprised me uh, in both directions, in both a positive direction and um, a bad direction. Like, I never thought Ubisoft would release something that was back in my uh, good graces. Right. Like, I never, you know, um, equally so after the amount of energy P-Studio put into um uh, their whole Persona 4 franchise, I didn't think they would then try to create something that's quite obviously a hack job like Moonlight and push it out to us like that. Um, uh, and so for me as a consumer, uh, the cheaper a game is, the more likely I'll buy it. And I don't want all my games to be $5. I don't want all my games to, games to, be, to be like $10. But I really do feel like um, there is a huge gulf between $20 and $30 and how much more likely that'll make me to uh, play a game and feel like it's worth my time. Um, uh, uh, paying $90 for a dancing game where um, uh, you're essentially just doing the same thing twice and using one as basically leftovers. And, um, you know, I don't feel like that was worth my time in any capacity. Now, if I got Starlight alone by itself and not even with Moonlight, I like to have got it for $30. Um, and that's what I was contending with. I might be a little bit more appreciative t- towards it, right? If I got it for like $25, I've been like, okay, there's not a lot of songs, but that's a, that's a fair thing to go. Uh, uh, and I, I, 
I'm not like the numbers guy. You're like the numbers guy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like charging me less for something is going to encourage me um, to take more of a risk on it and buy it right away and, and kind of support you. Um, I think there's definitely a-, a curve for that to, to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but it's not as easy to find the sweet spot as you think. That's true. That's true. You know. What I will say is is this. Um, in case specifically with the case of Persona, right? Atlas spent I don't know, ten years I think with this game. Something like that. Yeah, something like like they're like, going to cash out. They're going to hoard the shit out like there's no tomorrow because they have to make up for ten years of of um you know, just not making money on it. Uh, and you might say, well, they, it sold millions and probably was enough money. And the reason the answer is, no, it's never enough money. Um, that's not how they think. That's not how companies think. So, so, uh, so, so do, you, do you think perhaps an example like uh, Persona Dancing in Starlight, in which it seems like Persona 5 did quite well, both in reviews and sales and and really exposing an entire new generation to this RPG and getting a new fan base. Uh, would you say that then releasing a package like Starlight and Moonlight is slightly abusive to the consumer? I would say it's, yeah, slightly. It's an, it's a kind word. Would you say then that maybe a $90, uh, uh, a collector's edition that says it was coming with an art book, but really only came with what was an art cover with a few pages of key art you can buy anywhere on find anywhere online um and saying that was like the big kind of centerpiece for this deal and pushing it out on the consumers that put out their hard earned money for that would you say that's slightly abusive to consumers did they really do that <laughs> uh, oh yeah no that's absolutely true it it, it came with uh, a, an art book and uh it's that's, not an art book it's just like that's a uh, that's like lawsuit territory oh you think that's lawsuit territory i wonder <laughs> if that would i wonder if that would then change the company's mind and be like hey maybe we should backpedal and fix this mistake especially because a few extra pieces of paper aren't going to cost us uh extra money and by extra pieces of paper i mean maybe using kansas uh canvas claw instead of uh using <laughs> manufactured <laughs> nylon oh yeah the thing is yeah, they they should learn that lesson. Uh, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. Uh, to be honest, that's you know. Um, but again, they think. I mean, in Podesta, they they begin away with so much bullshit that I think they thought they could get away with this one too. I think that was uh that was on us for not like being harsher on them for fucking releasing games that don't work. Uh, you, you, you think so? I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe that's like a, a New Year's conversation or something. We, we, but... we should have the best conversation another time. But I've pointed out before how everybody loves Bethesda and they think they're a good publisher. And I don't think they've been a good publisher for a good ten years now. And then so, by good, I mean like ethically speaking. I, I I think there's like I, I think you're I think there's like the 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 the, uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back moment, and I think for people now that was a uh, seventy six and and I I've told this theory on the podcast countless times, mm-hmm. uh, 
but my theory in that general, like hearing, hearing how Smash Brothers has sold uh, and them saying like this is like their best selling one with like uh, 3 million uh, units in 11 days or whatever, with the way uh, video games have been entering kind of like the mainstream and all that, um, and, and it's just becoming more of a real kind of entertainment medium. Um, it doesn't surprise me. And I really do think we've reached this this like kind of market saturation where now these uh, game companies are able to get all sorts of new audiences they didn't have access to before. The same yep. way superhero movies are getting audiences they didn't have access to before. So I feel like it was a stupid mistake, not only because, uh, you know, Bethesda was burning bridges with us their loyal customers the people that were there through the elder scrolls and the earlier fallout games i feel like fallout 4 bought them an entire new fan base oh absolutely. that came, came into the series blind yeah, uh, there's uh, fallout merch now right that wasn't there before fallout uh, fallout 4 yeah uh and and it's like like you took that and I think, and what I think is very like I like like you said, I don't know how business work. And what I think was a very misguided move. Uh, you took that, you took that new fan base that you created, and you just said, "Hey, here's why you should never buy another game from us ever again." So, good job. Merry Christmas, Bethesda. <laughs> so I think Bethesda. So my my example was specifically on Atlas, um, with Persona specifically. And I think it was still a bad idea. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that's the has been doing like just shitty, sh- like this shit for years now. And I don't know why nobody seems to care now. Now that they finally like gone too far, hopefully they'll like stop. Um, but companies aren't your friends, and we need to stop like thinking of that. Like they they'll stab you and. Murder you for thinking you're gonna money with it. It's funny because earlier today I was looking up um, um, some shit on um, on Overwatch and specifically the the Diva uh, Shooting Star short, and I didn't realize how many think pieces there were about how uh, consumers are being mean to uh, uh, Blizzard over like the Shooting Star short and how we should appreciate the movie more and 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 then you know we definitely should, we should do definitely the the press, the gaming press, is a big part of that. Like, yeah. you know, you're entitled because you don't want your game to suck. You're entitled because you don't want to have to pay for stuff that used to be free. It's like, to whose side are you on? Like, these companies, they, they, they don't even care about the people who work for them. Forget you. Yeah, and uh, and like, it's... Uh, I, I think you're right. I don't, I don't know. If I were, like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's that. Who that's company company that I can point to these days and go, oh, they get it. They know how to treat us. Uh, I think Atlas actually used to sadly be one of them. Where I'm like, oh, Atlas is on the gamer side. They know what we want. But the way they've been behaving recently is like, no, that's not. That's not true. Um, I would say City Project, but uh, they're probably one bad game away from becoming everything else. I can see the CD project going uh, south fast. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason they haven't is just because they keep making obscene amount of money with the model they have. And the second the, the money from the government dries up, you're going to have to like 
you know, pay for Gareth's pubes or whatever. So it's just like just a quick thing. I feel like uh, with, um, I feel like Ubisoft. Like I, I I'm, I'm kind of like enemy slimes long term, long term uh, Ubisoft reporter. I, I've right. had to receive more of those games than I want, and I, I feel like Ubisoft has gone through like a real change. I haven't touched the crew two. I never will touch the crew two. We can forget about that. But Far Cry Five, I can say they legitimately did a good job until that ending, and I haven't heard good things about the DLC. Um, I don't know, but it feels like they're selling you the second half of the game now. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and then and then and then Odyssey. That I forgot all about that shit. Fuck, now I'm pissed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot that happened. Um, Well, I was gonna say nice things about Ubisoft, but I'm gonna take it back. I was just gonna say that Odyssey Origins. uh, I feel like Ubisoft had to go through a very hardcore public shaming, and it wasn't only being shamed publicly; like they had to be hurt. Uh, where the money was too, because I think Syndicate. That's more than yeah, I, I, Syndicate is kind of like was like, oh, you guys want to keep abusing us, the consumer? Well, guess what? We don't have to keep buying your shitty games, and so that forced them to reorganize. And I feel like uh, a lot of Western, not a lot, but a few Western video game companies have now been shamed, kind of like that, um, mm-hmm. publicly and financially. And Japan hasn't gotten that yet, but. Uh, 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 they should probably be careful. They should probably pay attention. Like they're worried about censoring shit for us over here when no one's asking them to censor anything, and like no one really paid attention to any side on uh on um like Gamergate and all that stuff. And they're like, well, let's let's create these Puritan censorship roles. It's like maybe you guys should pay attention to the part where uh, Western companies keep abusing the consumers here, and we keep not buying their games because of that. Do, yeah, well, do we though? Yeah, that's a thing. Like, there's plenty of idiots lining up to buy all this game. But I think 76 at least saw a, a drastic decline in sales. I think that Japanese uh, game consumers are different from Western game consumers. And um, I think that the fact that Japan is only just now getting on board with this kind of stuff is, is kind of a miracle in itself. Maybe Maybe that's because now they're actually making. Uh, games people want to buy, whereas we went through that whole period <laughs> where they were. I think, I, I think there's been a realignment in priorities for Japanese um, companies, and I think they're trying to cater to the West a lot more. And I think that the reason of why that's happening is because they get to sell us all this bullshit. But I, I, I do want to point out, really, like this is this is also important to this conversation, and goes back uh, uh, to an, yet another bullshit move they pulled with Starlight, but the. Um, uh, Starlight and Moonlight edition that they gave out in Japan was very different. Like uh, apparently the art book was richer, and they gave them um, uh, music CDs. They gave them something like like six music CDs of all the tracks and other remixes you didn't hear in the game. And it's not the first time I've seen them do that either. Like uh, uh, as much as I fucking love Bloodborne, um, the the differences between the Japanese art book for Bloodborne and the English art book for Bloodborne, it was like, it was very, very clearly, look, uh, uh, cut as many corners as possible to sell to these stupid Gaijin, we don't care. Um, and and I think they just treat their, like, like, like I don't live there, I can't say 100% for certain, but it feels like they just treat their Japanese uh, consumers differently from how they're uh, kind of treating us to this shit. 
That's the thing, though, is it's way easier to get weeaboo perverts to buy a hat for their uh, lady character that they love. And so I think you'll I think as they start to realize this, you're going to see more of it. And uh, true, you're going to be buying all kinds of cute outfits and um, it's really going to stack up. So uh, just as an aside, all of the, uh, in Persona 5, all of the cute outfits were free and they were not a twenty dollar season pass. Well, give him, yeah. give him some time. That was my point, though, Jerry. <laughs> that because it was the, the, when it starts happening to games like Persona Five, instead of Dancing on Night, maybe we'll see a lot more outrage. Well, so that's yeah. that's actually that's the angle, though. And if they're smart, that's the angle they'll keep. Is you keep you basically what you do is you you keep hooking people with the mainline stuff, and then you know that they'll buy anything that you put the name on, and then you make a bunch of second line stuff that's low effort. And, uh, you know, um, you can just chug out uh, on a whim and, you know, you've got people who will pay money for it. So uh, I think it's it's kind of sure. shooting fish in a barrel a little bit. True. But but but, but let, let me just ask this. What do you think then? Because Fallout 76 isn't mainline. It doesn't have a mainline name. Fallout, Fallout 76 isn't a Japanese uh, adorable anime game. <laughs> it doesn't it does it's not it's not the same type of fan man they it's not the same type of fan and and i don't think that the a person who like really loves fallout would would be gushing over smash brothers ultimate if they'd announced like the first character was going to be a uh power armor guy um I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, actually, don't think, I actually love a suit of T forty five power armor. I don't Smash think it Brothers. would happen. But the fact that both of I think you guys actually kind of demonstrate the point, which is you you're tripping over yourselves to buy the sixty dollar game because it has one character from a franchise you love. Imagine actually, imagine yeah, well, what I, was, I can I sell you. Imagine what I can well, sell but, you. Uh, you know, if as long as I stamp the persona name on it. But but see, here's the thing. It it it, it wasn't joker alone who sold it it wasn't th that character that's, alone but that's, we knew what we were getting into with smash brothers yeah, yeah, yeah you know so it's but i mean i can cut an audio clip of you saying that you weren't interested in smash brothers at all until they announced joker i didn't say i know don't make me pull the tape and lucio you can't pull the tape because lucio was the one that was said that's the one that made me go to i was like yes i wasn't interested in buying it and then I, I heard the Joker announce DLC, it. But whatever, it's the same. I was. Yeah, I, it's like it's like it's 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 uh, it's it's because that's the that that that's the misconstruction there. If it's like if 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 I was buying something purely for husbandos and waifus and all that, that would be one thing. But that's not even the reason I went to buy um a Starlight. I went to buy Starlight because I knew I liked the overall characters. I know I liked the last game. I know the mechanics of the last game. Um, you know, I, I, in general, I thought I knew what I, what I was getting into and then it disappointed me how, um, that wasn't fully delivered on the same thing could be said of smash brothers with smash brothers. Uh, I know what I'm getting into. I know the, I, I mean, the first thing I did when I played, uh, when I turned on smash ultimate, I'm like, I didn't go, okay, now let me sit here and collect dust until chokers released and then play him. I went, no, I went straight. I went directly to. Uh, Link used him to unlock Zelda and then played as the same two characters I've been playing as for like the last uh, a, a decade in Smash Brothers because I kind of already knew what that game was. And on top of it, I knew which modes I wanted to avoid and which modes I wanted to participate in uh, just because I know what's been cooking. And then, uh, you know, I, 
I think the more apt comparison to that is like, um, uh, uh, you know, like I, I've resisted the temptation to mention in the podcast, but Battlefield Five, to my understanding, I'm not a big Battlefield player, but it betrays so much of the mechanics of the what the old school Battlefield players love that that drove them away from the game. So. Yes, there was some extra like incentive when I heard uh, Joker was released, but I knew everything else that was that was supposed to be in there. That's going to go into and get, and um, I feel like that's kind of the call for a lot of games that you go in, unless it's a brand new IP uh, with a general kind of expectation, and sometimes you delivers on that expectation, and um, you get a game like. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of the, from this year. Um, because the, I guess Far Cry 5 maybe the closest one. Like I went in expecting to cause chaos, shoot things up. I got that for the most part. Uh, you go in with the one expectation. My expectations were really low for Assassin's Creed. And then they were really raised by what I played in Odyssey. And Odyssey was, again, one of those things where, okay, this is an era I'm interested in. Uh, this is like uh, uh, something that that I might like exploring, and that's kind of what drew me into uh, three and Black Flag. I like I I like those eras. I like that piece of history. That seems worth it to me. And then you have something like Fallout seventy six, where um, whatever people got out of four, they're like, okay, I, I'm expecting to experience more of that when I play seventy six, and they'll even say it on the forums, like uh, like oh, I didn't need the the quest lines from four what really interested me was the ambient storytelling what really interested me was building bases and then they buy the game and all of that shit is broken too so the, you know um uh it, it's I, I i think it's a lot more complex than just like any one thing uh either fully putting you on or putting you off of a game um but there are certain things that just kind of like make it interesting like it's it's uh it's it, it it's just like the same it's the same again it's the same thing like that like with overwatch I, I don't think i'm ever going to touch that game again like uh uh ash is one hot sexy cowgirl uh the mechanics are not the overwatch i played and fell in love with so i'm not going to touch overwatch again well uh all right then what still there Oh, I'm I'm here. Uh, but we are hitting the two hour mark, so I think it's probably uh, close to time to to not be here. Um, yeah, I need to wait up right tomorrow. So hey, let's take a second to say that if you enjoyed our podcast today, I think you should go subscribe to us on Google Play Music, uh, iTunes, any of those services. Uh, and if you haven't already, go check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. Happy holidays, because we're yeah. I was gonna say year. happy happy holidays because we won't see anybody until 2019. Uh, so um, with that, I think we are out. You might not see anyone until 20, 2010 if uh, the oh, government oh, shutdown oh. works out. 2020.